Join our podcast conversations as we share ideas, insights, and information that will educate, inform, and inspire. We will blend our knowledge of online safety and emotional awareness to help you have a better understanding of your child's online world and their emotional responses and well-being. Sarah, how are you? Good, Paul. It is nice to see you. It has been too long. I can't even believe that it's been over, what, a month? Actually, it's uh, just under a month because it was when I came back from Calgary last. So, you know what time flies. So it seems like forever, right? With your schedule and my schedule. But you know what the best part is? We always find time to get together to at least mm-hmm. make it happen. Um, and our commitment to a, our followers and our parents, uh, you know, we, uh, we believe in. So let's, I'm excited. Get to, let's get to today's topic. Yes. Yeah, so today's topic, this one is really, really important and it's one that I have been asked to speak on even more coming out of the pandemic than ever before Mm -hmm. and we're going to gear this topic to everyday life in person but also online fitting in versus being your true self so kids trying to fit in versus being their true self right and this is this is a big one Now, let me just clear what I believe fitting in versus being your true self is. So when I'm in schools and I'm talking about fitting in, I look at it as you're wanting to be liked by someone and you want them to like you so much that you actually maybe change things up. For yourself, it could be what you're wearing, could be your opinion, could be your ideas. But then you also really want to be liked by this other person or this other group of people. So then you switch yourself up again. You switch up your opinions again, maybe your clothes, ideas. Oh, but just wait. I also really want to be liked by them. So I'm going to switch things up again because I believe that if they like me, then I'm going to feel happy and I'm going to feel confident. However, what this does is it depletes you Mm -hmm. because it actually drains your confidence. You start to lose who you truly are because you've switched yourself up so much. You're like, well, who am I? Confidence is not external. It's not because you like me that I like myself. Confidence is internal. Mm -hmm. That's why belonging is internal. Belonging is saying, this is me. You know, this is my true self. I'm sometimes quirky. I'm sometimes awkward. I sometimes totally mess up. Sometimes I nail it. And this is uniquely me, perfectly imperfect. I'm going to accept myself and respect myself for who I am. And then I'm going to attract people who accept me for who I am and who I'm not. That is belonging. That is powerful. And that is internal. So when we, we talk share about the online. same. We share the same message. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I deliver it not as eloquently as you do, but I incorporate it into the presentation when it comes to technology because kids mm-hmm. have this. And I don't know. You know what? Again, I'm not a psychologist, and you definitely would understand this better. I know that kids want to be kids, but they're influenced by what everybody else has, and so when the kid goes home and cries to mom, I need an iPhone. No, you don't. Well, no, you know, my my besties have an iPhone. I'm the only one without it. But what's the reason? And they just stated the reason. They have it 
and I don't. I need social media. Well, no, you don't. You're 10 years of age. Yeah, but everybody else has it. And so the child is actually happy as who they are without a phone or without social media, but now they want to fit in. They probably don't even really care for it. They just want to show they have a presence, they have a profile, and they're walking around with a device. You know, the one thing I observed this week, and I had a parent observe with me. Um, it was a high school presentation. There were 700 kids walking the presentation. And I said, do me a favor. Now, in my presentations, I don't even know if you're aware of this, but I, I don't allow phones. They're not permitted in my presentations. And so that's a strict rule. And in high schools, um, 75% of the high schools will say, yeah, you got it. We will take care of this. But every now and again, I actually don't enforce it. I, I'll just say, you know, I like them off in a way, but I'm not going to say keep them out. And so at this one particular school this week, we didn't enforce it. We just said, put them away. We observed individuals coming in and there was one particular group that all was walking in with the devices attached to their palms. It wasn't the guys. It wasn't even the older girls. It was the younger grade nine, grade 10 girls coming in. They had to have it in their hand, almost as a status symbol. Like, here I am. I got it. You know me. I got I'm thinking to myself, why? And again, I don't understand the psychology behind it, but why not just come in and put it away? So there seems to be this need for, like you said, fitting in versus, you know, not, don't touch it, put it away, leave it alone and just come in with an open mind and observe and listen and process. But they feel the need. If they don't have it, they're not part of that quote unquote group. And so I see this all the time and I like mm -hmm. to, to the best of my ability, always tell kids, look, don't judge your self-worth based on the number of followers you have, the number of likes you have. That's meaningless. When I talk to younger kids and I talk about um, YouTube stuff and I say, guys, you know, if you ever uh, get older and you want to open up a YouTube channel, you want to make videos to inspire and change the world, which of course I support you. You don't do it for fame, fortune, likes, and comments. You do it because of a passion, and hopefully you will inspire and change the world. But there's mm -hmm. always seems to be this need of, I need to be accepted. I need to be liked. I need to be cool. And technology plays a huge influence on that. And it's impacting oh, a lot of kids. I see it all absolutely. the time, Sarah. Absolutely. So if I go, okay, first off, I want to say, were you in our, our house about a week ago when my son... Kai, who's 10, said the exact same thing to me about, mom, I need a phone. Okay, what? Can I have one of your old phones, he says. Can I get one of your old phones that you're not using? I don't even know if I have an old phone I'm not using. But I'm like, what? He's like, well, I just, I, I just want it because some of my friends, so these are 10-year-olds, are on like social media or I want it for Messenger or I want it, you know, for safety, like whatever thing that he's talking, it's not even like he even walks anywhere. Like he takes the, the bus from school here and then he gets driven to hockey or whatever. So it's not like he's walking by himself or he like needs a phone to, you know, call if there's you know something going on or, and, and so I'm like, all of your reasons <laughs> are not, are not valid because I know exactly what he's doing, which is that what you're saying is that whole idea of trying to fit in and fear right. of missing out. Now, yeah. I can definitely vibe with this if I'm thinking back to myself as a preteen and a teen. And of course, we didn't have phones at that time, but it was other things I tried to fit in. And I totally thought that if I was accepted by 
this group or that group, or if just everybody liked me as if that's even possible, but in your brain, you're like, I, you know, like I'm pretty likable. Like if everyone just liked me, then I'd be super happy. And I'd be con No, here's the thing. Not everyone's going to like everyone period point blank. So helping our kids build their character of who they are as a person actually is some of the best energy we can put our focus on. Or, or should I word that different? The best focus we can put our energy into. <laughs> I might have said that backwards. Mm -hmm. Either or. Really helping our kids with belonging, I believe, is about helping our kids look at who do I want to be as a person? Now, I'm big into talking about character and some of the, um, and the emotions that can get in the way of making those character-based choices. Those, those, those choices that show respect for yourself regardless of other people's opinions, the choices that show respect for others, regardless of other people's opinions and respecting your dreams, even though sometimes you feel nervous and, and anxious. So I think one of the best things we can do for our kids when it comes to helping them on this journey of taking a stand, regardless of what other people are doing, is literally asking them, what character traits do you want to be known as a person? Now, when you ask a lot of kids this, they don't know really what you're talking about, yet they right. talk about character traits all the time in schools. But we talk about them really out here. Like, be respectful, be responsible, be patient. You know, and if you're at Catholic schools or Christians or Catholic schools, you're talking about virtues. But sometimes they can be out Instead of, no, but what ones matter to you? We're not just going to talk about be responsible. We're going to say, do you want to be seen as a responsible person? Do you want to be seen as someone who respects yourself and others, regardless of what everybody else is doing? So if we circle back around to coming into your presentation, when you've been asked not to have your phone, but you have your phone because you're with a circle of friends that also has their phone. That to me is you're making the choice to fit in as opposed to making the choice to say, I'm a responsible person and respectful. He's asked us not to have our phones. Yes, for the next hour, I could not have my phone. My choice is based on who I believe I am, my character. Mm -hmm. That is a journey. And I do believe it starts with literally pen to paper. I do this with my son. What character traits do you want to be known for? And we make a list. And if you if you don't have an idea, Google them. Google character traits. Right. You know, respectful, kind. Right? <laughs> let's get let's get that in there. And right. then have your child circle it. Put three. Literally stick them on their wall to remind them this is who I am, and this is where I want to make choices from because that helps me know myself. Now, mine, Paul, is I choose to respect myself, others, and my dreams. Respect is a big one for me. Also, right. kindness, humor, those are really strong ones for myself. And so then I think if I'm belonging to myself, I need to make choices that are in alignment with respect, with kindness. That's very different than me just trying to fit in and then my choices are all, all over the place. Because then I'm just going to do whatever in the moment feels like it will bring me that that false sense of confidence. And you can see that happening online. Like how many times have you seen someone just type in the moment out of an emotion, but not 
just because they were feeling emotion, but they wanted to fit in. Mm -hmm. They wanted to fit in with whatever their friend was commenting, even if it wasn't what they believed. All the time. And that's why I have a phrase, which is never go from your emotions to your fingertips. Always pause, always reflect, always process, and then express. But when we go from our emotions to our fingertips, sometimes we make the poorest of choices. And then, of course, we use the, well, I didn't mean to. I wasn't thinking. It was an accident. No, you did. You chose to. <laughs> I, no, I, I love that. No, you did. Uh, that's the core message in my grade 7 to 12 sessions, which is incorporated in each, is that every time you touch technology, you make a choice. Do you, I say to them, have you ever taken and accidentally posted a picture? No, you probably took it a bunch of times and you posted it. Do you accidentally threaten someone? No, you think about it, you process, you type it, and then it takes multiple steps to get to someone. Everything we do is by choice. It's when we get caught. Do we seek out the forgiveness and go down the, the apology tour and all that? But we made a choice to do it. And so those choices, which usually come based on who we are surrounded with, um, guide and all that stuff impacts us and it defines us because if your choices result in a suspension, an expulsion, perhaps a criminal charge, that's hard to live with. And so it's always about processing <clears throat> before executing. And upon execution, mm -hmm. you say, especially when the online world, you see, the difference is when you and I have a conversation one on one, and I, I remember, you know, I, I drove by your city uh, on my way home from travels this week. And then I drove by Cambridge where we met last summer. And it actually flashed back over. I get triggered every time I drive a certain part of I, Like, who have I met? What have I done? And I thought about you. I thought about a great conversation we had over lunch. What we talked about over lunch, you and I never had phones out. I don't know if you recall that. They were off. They were away. Whatever. We had communication one-on-one. And we engage. And the only way that could resurface is if you and I brought up what we spoke about. There's no evidence of it. But now everything online, which again is done with intent, leaves a trail. And that trail leads to evidence. And that evidence can resurface at any time. And so if we're not establishing these character traits, which by the way, I really love, is that what we're doing is we're going down a path where <clears throat> the decisions we made could be character traits imposed upon us that we never chose because now mm. people are judging us based on a perceived character trait that we have as a result of what they've looked at online. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true that people judge you by your choices and, and that, and I think that can go for positive or negative. And yep. the one I'm thinking of is picture right now you're at, you're at a coffee shop. Okay. So you're waiting in line, you're at a coffee shop. You look over and you see somebody drop something. You see someone go out of their way to pick it up and help them and say, oh, excuse me, sir, you dropped this. You know, here you go. What character trait would you assume that that person has? Like, what would your brain be telling you? Respect. Mm -hmm. And then someone else might be thinking, oh, they're super thoughtful or, oh, that was really kind of them. Mm -hmm. Those are all character traits. Respect, mm -hmm. thoughtful, kind. Mm -hmm. You don't know that person personally. Right. They made a choice and you attached character traits to it. That's how we, that's why character matters to us so much offline and online. Look at people are held to care to choices that, <laughs> that say celebrities, 
um, high profile people, uh, athletes, and it has maybe nothing to do with their sport or their career or their talent, but then they do something online and people are like, whoa, that is not in alignment with your character of who I thought you were. We're we, sorry, we can't have you on this team anymore. Or sorry, we've totally changed our opinion opinion of you. Right. Isn't that the truth? And right. so if we are arming our kids with, okay, so instead of just going from emotion to choice, emotion to fingertips, or just typing because you want to fit in, because you're assuming that if you go along with whatever they're saying, then right. they're going to like you and then you're going to feel confident. How about we say to our kids, and this is the best example I can give, we say to our kids, what's the first thing you put into a GPS when you're using it? This is my analogy. Like ask your kids this. Anyone listening, ask your kids if they're old enough, say to them, what's the first thing you put into a GPS when you're using it? So I'm going to ask you, Paul, what's the first thing you type in? An address, a destination. Boom. An address, a destination. Then what does the GPS do? It calculates the fastest path there. Right. And it gives you directions. Uh-oh. But you've hit a road closure. What does it do now? Redirects you. Yes. What if by accident you totally get sidetracked? You drive five hours in the wrong direction. What is the GPS still doing? It's going to keep annoying me and telling me to turn around and take the path. And then it <laughs> redirects you. And it keeps saying you're going. <laughs> it keeps redirecting you. Recalculating, rerouting, redirecting. <laughs> yeah. Recalculate, recalculate. But it doesn't matter. You know why? Because you told it your destination. And even if you get detoured, even if you get distracted, the GPS knows your destination is holding you accountable. Saying, no, 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 no. Hey, hey, Paul, this is where you told me you want to be. So I'm going to keep holding you to this. Well, I believe that destination for our kids has to be their character. I agree. So when we ask them, who do you want to be as a person? And you get them to write it out, post it somewhere so that you can reroute them. You can actually remind them saying, whoa, if you're belonging to yourself, if you're being your authentic self. You told me you want to be respectful, determined, courageous. That choice you made online, is it showing respect? Is it showing who you are as a person? Or was that you just trying to fit in and having big emotions? This gives their brain that destination, that focal point to help guide their choices. Plus, it's great for us because we as parents get to redirect them. But when your child does not know who they want to be as a person, their character, their values, what they stand for, what happens? Emotions become the detour and there's no recalculating going on because it just becomes reactive because you don't have right. a place to recalculate to. And then it's easy just to be like, eh, I'm just going to react or I just want to fit in because I don't even know who I am anyway. And if they like me, maybe, you know, that's good enough. But it has to be, do you like you? And who are you as a person? That is the being true to yourself, but you got to know who the self is. And would it be fair to say, or too critical to say, that this starts at home? And it starts with a heart-to-heart -heart conversation between parent, guardian, caregiver, and child at a rather young age and not when it's too late, when something's happened, when we're responding to someone, when we're dealing with an issue, but mm -hmm. at a conversation at a young age so that they're more guided through that GPS 
versus mm-hmm. being reactive after something happens. Because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm listening to you and I also came into this conversation with this preconceived notion, which is, you know what, I know where we're going to go with this, but the foundation would be this starts at home. It can be cultivated mm-hmm. at a school um, mm-hmm. uh, with a peer group, but it starts at home. So there's a foundation and then it's mm-hmm. just um, massaged at a school, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, and that plants the seed and there, then it gives that, and I like that you said foundation so you can springboard and build off of mm-hmm. you and our big believers. And I'm sure a lot of people listening right now in the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. So the more they hear it, the best, better, and especially at home because they learn best from also modeling. And, and, right. and us as adults also have to model this. We have to figure out our destination, our characters to help guide our choices as well. Because then when our kids see us, instead of trying to fit in, because there's a lot of adults too that, you know, we have those moments where we just want to fit in. We actually model to our kids, no, no, no. I'm going to be my true self and I'm going to take a stand when I need to take a stand, even though sometimes I feel nervous and I know that other people won't like me because I'm taking this stand, but it's who I believe I am. And it shows respect for myself and for others. And that's my character. That's my destination. And I'm going to make choices that show that. Right. And so, yeah, definitely at home in as many places as possible. And my big thing too is, and I can't say this enough, have your child write it out and you write it out. I like to start with the words I choose because this helps you say, okay, who is my myself? Like, who am I? That's that, hence why even in the You Power journal that I created, I have an exercise that's all about this, literally, where they get to start, they get to say, I choose to be, and then they look at all different character traits. They put the ones they want to be, and then they cut it out and put it on their wall. I have one even by my desk. And if your child can constantly have a visual of that destination of who they want to be as a person and they have it visual, that's even great when they are typing because they can be like, hey, right now, am I going from emotion to fingertips? Am I just trying to fit in? Or am I making a choice that shows my character of who I am as a person? And if you have that visual reminder, it, it's prompting. So I'm, I'm a big believer in like not just having it as a conversation, but literally having it as an exercise and activity. You know, it's just like a muscle. You got to work it out. Paul, we got to work I'm, it out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm down with muscle. you writing it out because I'm a visual person. So mm-hmm. um, one of the things I talk to kids about, I love taking notes. When I listen, to, I'm not a typer. Uh, if I'm listening to someone, I'm, I like writing notes. I, my dad always has, told me as a kid, you'll think about things late at night. Um, have a book and a pen by your, and you wake up and you'll write it down, right? Yeah. And you remember it the next day. And so I've yeah. always been someone. So if you look at my studio right now, I've got, I got stickers everywhere. I got post-it notes because the reflections of what I want to say, what I want to do, what I want to remind myself of, right? So that's I'm not me, Paul. Not me at all. <laughs> not I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. I'm it's it's an explosion over here. <laughs> we can keep yeah, 3M in business. <laughs> I, I want to I, uh, I'm, I vibe with that. I want to share one story before we wrap up. And I think it really um it speaks to this. 
I was at a school in the, uh, the Toronto area and I was taking my afternoon break, waiting to come back to speak to parents. And I, I, I love, I'm a foodie. So I love finding the littlest known places. And I found this pizza place and I'm talking, it was so small, so crammed that if you walked in, two people could fit there. And so I walked in because I read a pretty cool review and I was getting my sliced pizza and these three students come in and they must've been between, I'm going to guess between 15 and 17 years of age. Um, All three boys, they're about my height, um, athletic. And so we were all decent size and I'm getting my pizza and now they've blocked my entrance, my, to get out. So they're there and they're talking and I grab my pizza and I'm done. I look over, I'm like, I'm going to climb over these guys. So I, move towards them as I'm motioning to go out. And one of them puts his arm on the other guy. I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We'll make some room for you. And I looked at him. I said, wow. I said, that's very respectful. He said, no, no, sorry, sorry. I paused. I said, what are you guys having? And he said, what? I said, you guys getting a slice of pizza? He said, yeah, we usually get this. But I said, I got this. So I looked at the guy. I said, I'll take care of all their pizzas. They all looked at each other in disbelief. I'm like, guys? To me, respect mm-hmm. goes a long way. I didn't. I don't have to do this. I'm not rewarding you. I'm just telling you that I appreciate stuff like that. And mm-hmm. this is just a kind gesture of paying it forward because you showed respect. You saw a situation. You addressed it. Um, you know what? Good on you guys. And we all, mm-hmm. literally, we all propped each other on the way out. Had no idea who I was. And they were just students grabbing their pizza after school. To me, respect is the biggest thing. And so... Well, what? a meaningful moment that you created that they create, they started, but that you, you, you ripple effect on, you know, it's it's just, I don't know. It's just something again, it shouldn't be rewarded. It should be this human nature. I would just kind and respectful to each other, but the way they address it, seeing a situation and then one motion to the other and then the other responding saying, Oh yeah, because it was just a moment. They're just being kids, but there was no, I just, I don't know why I respond like that. I did, but it all ended up with all four of us just laughing and propping, having a good day. And, you know, I, I love, to me, when I look at character traits, respect, respect, goes, to me, number one has always been respect. It goes a long way. So I'm glad we talked And that goes, this. no, and I love it. And that goes also respect for other people, but also respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where this, this, this comes, this conversation comes full circle is being able to respect yourself to take a stand and even that that voice saying hey oh hey guys you know sorry we're gonna move someone else might not even do that because they might not even have the voice because like well what if i say to the other my other friends like hey we got to move they might be like don't tell me what to do are you gonna tell me to move out of the way for this guy he can go around me right (laughs) so that that story we could pick apart on so many different layers of of respect, respect for, for other people, respect for his own self, that he's willing to take a stand and say, Hey, you know, guys, let's move over. And that goes back to being authentic, like authentically. He's like, you know what? We're, we're in the way, like, let's, let's move. If he was worried about fitting in, then he would just be like, you know, hopefully this guy just goes around us because, you know, I don't want to say anything to my friends. You know what? That's a great point. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing I oh. thought about, though, I, honestly, the first thing that, that I thought about before I probably even responded, I, you know how you, you have a thousand thoughts go through your head in a second. 
I said, you've got great parents. Because mm. that's a quality mm -hmm. that your parents instilled upon you. Just, mm -hmm. and I thought, that's amazing. Anyways, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're going to mm -hmm. uh, wrap it up because I know you have to fly. Yes. I have to fly. But yes. And you, it's amazing and you know how what? time flies by when we talk to each other. It's a time flies when you're having fun and we, we always do and meaningful fun. And yeah, no, in, in closing, remembering today and every day that being able to be your authentic self is an ongoing journey. But when you have that destination, that GPS address, that this mm -hmm. is who I want to be character, that helps guide the journey. Because sometimes we're going to make mistakes and our kids are going to mess up and they're going to make mistakes. But that's how we recalculate. Recalculating. Right. <laughs> oh, please don't be the next GPS voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a bad voice. Sorry. <laughs> All uh, right. Parents. Until next Until time. Until next time. This is what we know. This is all we know. Goodbye, Sarah. No, not all. <laughs> okay. We know a bit more than this, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.